This month we've been talking about the supernatural church. And let me say this. Let me say this. While the church of Jesus Christ in its present state has much to be desired, there are many things that, that are, that are uh, in disarray in the church. And I'm not just talking about heavenly vision, but I'm talking about the church of God in, as a whole. Uh, while there are many things that, that are in disarray, uh, I need you to hear me in the spirit. Uh, the church is still the hope of the world. Yes. Hallelujah. M- many, many times, and, and we're going we're gonna to push through here, uh, it's especially among, among African Americans, uh, there's a level of dissonance we, we have concerning the church as it stands right now. Because there are many people who have, who have done church wrong. Hallelujah, somebody. And so we, we, we will adhere to different teachings. We'll adhere to sometimes even different religious uh, 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 faiths and, and faith traditions because uh, of, the, of the different things that have gone on wrong in the church. I believe God is raising up some people in this day and age uh, to get education, to get knowledge, and to fix the church. Hallelujah, somebody. Okay, okay, we're going we gonna to walk through this. Let, let somebody give you a multi-million dollar property, title free. You have the deed to it. But because there are issues in the building, you give it up. Taxes are, are the, 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 the taxes for perpetuity are, watch this, they're, they're set in an endowment account. So you don't even have to pay the taxes on the house. You have the deed free and clear. Multi-million dollar property in the best neighborhood. But because some windows are broken. Because there are weeds in the backyard. Because there are some outdated appliances and fixtures. We walk away from the property. Don't walk away from what God has placed in you. Watch this. Because some people have refused to take care of it the right way. Uh, Minister Marcus, you don't know, you blessed me. It, I wasn't even in a conversation, but you said something. You blessed me. And, and, and what you said is really getting ready to frame out what we're getting ready to do here at Heavenly Vision. Uh, God is getting ready to, 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 to engage in a master reset in heavenly vision. He's just going to reset everything that we do so that we can align ourselves with the church that Jesus Christ died for. Hallelujah. The church is not consumer-based. The, uh, uh, the, the church is not a social club. The, 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 ch- the church is not a supermarket. It's not a buffet. Uh, uh, this is, as the Bible calls it, the ground and the pillar of truth. And so we're going to do our best to build a church that, that God would be pleased with. Can I, can I say that again? Because many times, you know, we, we, we shop for churches uh, like, like we shop for stores. There's a preacher, you know, is, is he a robe guy or a skinny jean guy? You know, I like choirs as opposed to praise teams. You know, I, uh, 
Do they have screens or not? Do they have, do they have children ministry? Do, uh, do they have ample parking? Is the sanctuary set at 68 when I come in? Because I can't do 72. I need, I need 68. It's the summertime, and I'm not, I'm not going to sweat out this perm for nobody, not even Jesus. Not even Jesus. John, John F. Kennedy, uh, in his inaugural address to the country, said, Ask not what your country can do for you but rather what you can do for your country. I invite you to begin to live in the reality to ask not necessarily what your church can do for you, but literally what you can do for your church. What has God anointed you, called you to do? So with that being said, let's go to the word of the Lord. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Let's, let's go to the 42nd verse. We are closing out, uh, closing out this, this second chapter. For those of you who can, let us stand for the reading of our Lord and Savior's word. Uh, we open the Bible. We open God's mouth. And I believe we ought to be at attention to hear and receive what the Lord is saying to us. Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 42. We're going to read to verse 47. Keep your Bibles open because we'll look through that again. Uh, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version today. Uh, thank God for our creative team uh, giving us the convenience of the being on our screens. Uh, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. For a few months, we want to talk on this concept of the supernatural church uh, that is committed to communal living. The supernatural church is committed to communal living. Just so it's clear, so, we, so, so everybody has, has that understanding. We got to remember that uh, this church uh, that is, that is uh, inaugurated in Acts, this is the church of Jesus Christ. This is a church that Jesus said uh, that, that he was building. Upon the revelation of who he was, upon the works and the teachings of the apostles, uh, he said, this is the church. And the book of Acts says that on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of the Lord descended upon them. Uh, notice, notice what happens here. The Bible says the Spirit came upon them 
uh, and they spoke in, in other tongues as the Lord gave utterance. And there were people from all nations. As the people were speaking, they understood in their own language. I want to go back and just make sure uh, that this is understood. Number one, the, the supernatural church, we operate in desperation of the Holy Spirit. Can I say this again? We operate in desperation of the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you ain't got it, friend. You need the Holy Ghost. You can't walk right, live right, talk right, be right without the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't care how moral, I don't care how correct you are, I don't care how nice of a person you are, I don't care how on time you pay your bills, how great your credit score is. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you will be a mess. Hallelujah. Some of us got the Holy Ghost and we're still trying to stay unmessy. If that, if that means anything. Uh, I promise I got him. But, but, and, and sometimes we got to bite our tongue because we're not saying holy words. We s- come on. Anybody need more Holy Ghost? Like, I got some. But uh, listen, every time I come in here, I'm like, fill my cup, Lord. I mean, you know, because I will, I, will, I will use all my Holy Ghost at that job just not to kill nobody, just to, you know. I will use every drop of Holy Ghost I have just to make sure that don't... Yeah, yeah. So, in that regard, we have to know that we as a people of God, we as a church of God, we have to operate in desperation of the Holy Spirit. That's in our church, that's in our homes, that's what our families, that's in our lives. Every day, we have to, Holy Spirit, work on me. Holy Spirit, move me. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, train me. Holy Spirit, direct me. Can I help you? Church won't help your life be better. Church in itself, okay, listen, the Bible in itself won't help your life be better. You need the illumination. Of, I know atheists that use this like a textbook and that know it better than some of us, but they don't live according to it. I know agnostics. I know people who, who claim all type of different religious sects, but they do not live it because it is not empowered by the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. And you don't have to do anything crazy. Just say, Holy Ghost, come into my life. The Bible says that as we receive Jesus Christ, we are given the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, uh, when the Bible speaks of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that speaks of, watch this, that speaks of the maturation of the believer. That speaks of the believer submerging themselves in the power of the Holy Ghost. That speaks of the believer yielding their life, yielding their will, yielding their, their emotions and their intentions, yielding their opinions. To the Holy Ghost. Not only must the, must the supernatural church operate in desperation of the Holy Spirit, but the supernatural church must communicate in a way that pierces all cultural confines. The Bible says that on the day of Pentecost, when, the, when tongues of fire manifested on their heads and the Spirit descended, that they were talking, they were speaking, and some people say they were speaking in tongues, some people say they, they, they were, what, whatever it was, we don't have to get into a theological debate right now, but here's what we do know. The Bible says that whatever utterances the Holy Spirit gave them, the people on the outside, even though they didn't look like them, they understood them. Even though they didn't come from the same background, they were able to understand what they were saying because they were communicating through the power of the Holy Ghost. Can I talk to somebody quickly there? A lot of the cultural confines that we have today is simply because we're not communicating through the Holy Spirit. One of our apostolic elders said this this morning in his service, uh, Dr. Ronnie Goins, uh, culture, watch this. 
Culture does more than race. Let's talk about this for a minute. Race is only a matter of pigment and location. Did anybody hear what I just said? Race is simply a matter of pigment and location. If you live in hotter areas, you're going to be darker. If you live in colder areas, you're going to be lighter. Culture has done more to divide us than pigment, than location. I'm not going to dig deep here, but when, when, when we look at Adam, who was, who was created, the first man, created by the hands of God, Adam, his, his name in Hebrew means of the dirt. If you go to Africa, you've been to Africa, you go to Africa, you see the dirt is, the dirt is dark. The people are dark because that is where it came from. The Bible says that, that, that when he made Adam out of the dirt... Then he makes Eve out of his rib. And so Eve, just by, watch this, just by the the natural process that God created, she was of a lighter hue. And, And everyone that was created after them, oh man, their pigment would be defined by where God located them and by who birthed them. I can't even dig deep. But when you look at Noah's kids, when you look at Seth and Ham, okay, all right, all right, we ain't gonna go there. We ain't gonna go there right now. And so the reality is, is that my color has nothing to do with who I am on the inside. And so to treat me a certain way because of my color or because of where I come from means that you're not living according to the spirit of God. You're living according to flesh. And the last time I read in my Bible, flesh cannot inherit the kingdom of God. All right. Okay. We go. All right. So, so, so if we're going to be the supernatural church, we have to communicate. We have to live our life on a level that, 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 that transcends, that pierces through cultural confines cultural confines. And if you read your Bible, uh, if you look at in the book of Genesis, when before the Tower of Babel scenario happened, the Bible says and the people were one. And they were of one language. And the only reason why God separated the people and he separated the languages was because they were trying to do something without God's approval. All right, I'm not going to hang there, but I'm just going to leave this for anybody who's in a relationship. If you're trying to do something that's not God's will, he will mess up the relationship. And you'll try to figure out why, why I hate them now. Wait a minute, we used to be able to communicate. Now I don't hear what they're saying. They don't hear me. Sometimes God will confuse the language because you're trying to build something that he didn't tell you to build. Somebody ought to just stop and say, God, thank you for confusing that thing because I almost, ooh, I'm glad you confused them and me too. I don't even understand you. What are you saying? I'm not understanding this. But finally, uh, the supernatural church, the supernatural church is committed to communal living. Um, this, this last exposition of, of chapter 2, uh, we have to understand uh, that in the first century, uh, 
when, when, when this church is being built. And, and just because the time has changed does not mean that God wants the church to operate any different. Let, let me say this quickly. Uh, God never intended for the church to acquiesce to culture. God never intended for the church to change itself because of the people around it. God always intended for the church to change the people around them. See, the real church, the church of Jesus Christ, the church that we are striving to become more of, when the church arises, everybody acquiesce to what the church says. Because the church is saying what God says. But what happened to the church's power? Somewhere along the way, the church stopped saying what God says, and they started saying what they wanted to say. Somewhere along the way, somebody started listening to a preacher more than they listened to Jesus. Somewhere along the way, some, some bishop, some pope, some reverend, some doctor, some leader got more, got more authority than what the people were giving to the very word of God. Um, but we're we getting back. Amen. We're getting back. Listen, I don't, I don't care what my title is. At the end of the day, I'm simply servant. So, to, okay, all right, all right. You, come on, y'all know how we can get in church. Come on, we get that cross, we get that collar, we get that seat, we get that, you know, I'm the biggest tither, I got a special parking uh, spot, I got a special seat. Come on, we, know, we look at people crazy. If they sit in the seat that we, it, you know I sit in this seat. This is my seat every Sunday. You know, you know, I've been sitting here for 72 years. This is my seat. I paid for this seat. I gave in the special offer when we were buying the seats. Come on, don't talk to me in here. Yo, listen, you don't know, listen, my my Bible is underneath the seat. What you talking? Right? The church, the church of Jesus Christ is committed to communal living. Uh, let, let, let's, let, let's dig into this. When he says, he says, uh, this is, this is in, in, in this last portion here, Luke, who is writing this, uh, the same, right who, same guy who wrote the gospel according to Luke, he's giving a summary of what happens after the Holy Spirit descends and the church begins to live its life. And there are three distinct things that, that, that he characterizes in his summary of the church. The first thing that he characterizes the church as doing, they had an amazing sense of devotion. They had amazing sense of devotion. Everybody say devotion. Now, here's the amazing thing. When you look at that, it says, it says that they, they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. They were devoted to, breaking, to fellowship, to breaking bread, and to prayer. Let's deal with those four things quickly. Number one, they were devoted. Uh, this is in, in verse 42. They were devoted to t- the, the apostles' teachings. Now, let, 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 let's, let's deal with this quickly. Uh, here at Heavenly Vision, uh, we, 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 are, we are not a church where we want to exalt the pulpit. We are not a church who want to make the preacher, the pastor, the leader, the elder, the reverend, the deacon, the minister better than anybody else. Uh, we, we, we believe in mutual service. We believe in mutual service. I, I, I could be preaching right here and then I may be moving cars. I may be, I may be sweeping. I may be locking the doors. Whatever, whatever is necessary, whatever needs to be done, this is how we do things. When it says that they were committed to the, uh, 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 devoted to the apostles' teachings, it means that they were devoted to applying to their life what the apostles were teaching them. The question is, what were the apostles teaching them? Everything that Jesus taught them. 
You cannot classify yourself as the church if you are not living a life devoted to the word of God. You got to be devoted to the word. This is what the apostle, the same scripture I'm teaching you now is the same scripture that they were teaching in the first century. You have to be devoted to this. So this means that, that, yes, you need to come to church, you need to come to Bible study, but not only that, you need to start living this stuff. You need to literally begin to read your Bible on a consistent basis and not just read it for information's sake, but read it for implementation's sake. Like I'm reading it to do it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, anybody ever bought something from Ikea? <laughs> Uh, anybody ever bought something from affordable furniture? <laughs> anybody ever bought something from living spaces and you didn't want to pay the, uh, the fee to put it together? <laughs> and so every, every structure comes with instruction. And many people want to do church. We want to do the structure of church yet abandon the instruction of church. And we try to figure out why our church is not working. Why? What? Wait a minute. I, I made the choir. I mean, you know, I put the choir together. You know, they like to sing. They can play. You know, they got style. They fashionable. You know, we, we put them in the choir because they like to sing. The person who talked the most and got a bunch to say, we put them on the pulpit. You know, the person who had, who had a very servant-like mindset, we put them on the dough. The people that were technically savvy, we put them in the sound room. The folk that knew how to cook, we put them in the kitchen. Right? We built, you know, we, we built a church. Jesus says, upon this rock, I... Build my church. Somewhere along the way, we told God, uh, no, give me the tools. And somewhere along the way, we said, you know what? I'm not even going to follow that, that, that instruction you had there. Thank you. I, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you gave us suggestions on how the church should be. But uh, I, got a better, I got a better plan because this plan is going to be profitable for me. This plan is going to allow me to live my life the way I want to live it without conviction. This plan is going to allow me to have my wife and my girl. This, 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 this plan is going to allow me to do whatever I want to do. And if anybody wants to check me, I'm going to throw my grace card in their face and sit them down. But that ain't, that ain't, that ain't the way he wanted it built, though. And we try to figure out why. The, and so that's why Minister Marcus, again, I tell you, that's why, man, you hit it right on the net. We, we, got, to, we got to rebuild this thing. But watch this, we're not going to rebuild it the way we want it to be. Oh, I want a church like this, and I want these kind of windows, and I want that kind of screen, and I want these kind of chairs. No, no, no. We're going to lay our, fa our face on the floor and say, Lord, give us a blueprint. Give us instruction. Matter of fact, we will commit ourselves to the teaching of the apostles. How did you tell John to do it? How did you tell Paul to do it? How did you tell Peter to do it? How did you tell Bartholomew to do it? How did you... And if it worked for Paul, it got to work for James. And if it worked, my God. 
There, there was devotion. Not only was there devotion to teaching, but there was devotion to fellowship. You can't build a church with folk if you don't know them. This word for fellowship here in the Greek is koinonia. This is not, this is not that, hey, God bless you, good morning, God bless you, God bless you, where's my seat? God bless you. No, this, this was a divine exchange. This was, this was deep, intimate relationship. This was, who are you? This is who I am. This was, where do you live? I'm on my way. This was, uh, 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 what, what you struggling with? I got two free hands. This was, uh, are you hungry? Because I got some extra groceries. This, 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 this was, this was uh, I'm going to pray instead of post. This was, I'm going to seek instead of share. Fellowship. Fellowship. The people that you sit on the road with, the people that you sit with, here, here it is. If, if you sit next to somebody every Sunday, we already talked about these assigned seats in church. Okay, so if, if you notice that you sit next to this person continuously, if you've been sitting next to somebody more than a month and you don't have their cell phone number, shame on you. If you don't know at least their first name, what are we doing? This is like you paid for this seat. It's like we had staples. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, 103, excuse me, excuse me. Thank you, thank you, excuse me. Hello, thank you, thank you. Bud Light here. It's the exchanging of life. I need to know about you. You need to know about me. Now, now let, me, let me insert this as a caveat. We should have discernment. To know what and when to share. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that when you first meet somebody, you, you know I'm a hoe, right? <laughs> you know. Listen, don't look at me three times because I might kiss you. Or at least take you out. So you got to ease into that thing. Just, you know, ease into it. Don't go right. Don't like, hey, just. Yeah. Like just let's let's start with pleasantries. Let's let's work our way into this thing. Just you know, you know, some people just be out there. Hey, listen, this is what it is. I got three baby mamas. I'm paying two of them. The third one, I'm still waiting for that DNA test. Waiting for Dana to come back. I'm trying. But here's, here's, here's why fellowship blesses us. Because when we fellowship in the, in, the, in the engagement of exchange, we begin to find strength. Because whether you know it or not, somebody on your road has been down the road, you're getting ready to trod. And what's going to happen is they're going to have a blueprint to a road you haven't... Oh, my God. They're, 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 they're going to have a GPS... They're going to have a map. My God. You see, this is what the old sellers would do. They would chart the course. They would make a map and sit it back so everybody else that was getting ready to come their way, they didn't have to go through all of the hard stuff that every... 
Man, if you got somebody on your road that's dealing with divorce and you're on the other side of divorce, y'all need to have a divorce luncheon. See, this is what I did, and this is what I asked for. This is what I should have left on the table. This is what I should have did. Oh, come here, little girl. You cute. You cute. I had that shape, too. Come here. Let me talk to you. Because I, I, yeah, I messed up. You see them three kids? That's where that, that's, that shape, that shape, that shape. You see that walk you're doing? Let me tell you what that walk did for me. Ray Ray, Earl, Shaquita, Shishi. That's what that walk will do for you. So straighten it up, boo. Straighten it up. Fellowship. Fellowship. Not lordship. Fellowship. Fellowship. Yes, I have, I have, I, I thank God I have a team of men and women that are at my beck and call. They are under my authority. I, 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 I ordained them, I licensed them, and they, and they follow me. But when we sit at the table, I don't sit as their lord. I sit as their fellow. This is what Jesus says to his disciples. He said, I no longer call you servants because servants don't know what the master is doing. But I call you friend because everything the father has presented to me, I present it to you. And some of you are walking around with great prophetic grace and great revelation. And you don't want nobody to know what God has done. Somebody better learn how to testify to what the Lord has done. There is no secret where my church has. What God can do. What he's done for us. And somebody is about to pull all their hair out. Because they think they can't make it with their two babies and that one check in that one bedroom. I wish somebody would testify. Girl. The Lord did it for me, and I'm in my house right now blessing God with my kids in college, and if he did it for me. Do it for you too. Fellowship, exchange. I know, I know what it's like to lose a loved one. I know what it's like to be there. I know what it's like to be broke. I know what it's like to have bad credit and everybody look at you like you imprudent because your credit bad. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be tapping your way around the city. I know, I know, I know what it's like to be at somebody's beck and call and feeling awkward in the car because they act in some kind of way and, and you trying to help them with gas but they still acting all funky about their gas and now you don't even want to go to church because you feel like you're going to... Where my real church at for a minute? We got to talk. Listen, can we talk transparent? Can we have a conversation? Not only did they have have teaching and fellowship, but they had the breaking of bread. The breaking of bread. They broke the bread. Now, this talked about the common meal and the Lord's Supper. The common meal and the Lord's Supper. So this meant that, that they sat at each other's houses and they ate together. There's a, okay, I, I just need some people to walk through. There's a lot of stuff you can get, some, get out of somebody just by breaking bread with them. See, see, when you sit at a table with some good food, something good to drink, y'all talk to me for a minute here. I ain't telling nobody to be no drunk in here, but you know, man of Shevitz, you know. Come on, somebody didn't say something on Stella Rosa. It was like, man, listen. What did you say? And again? Girl, this is my third one. My God. (laughs) 
I know what to pray for. I mean, you know, I'm going to lift that up to the Lord. You know, that's your third bottle, girl. You need to pray about that. But when we break bread together, we learn things about one another. Here it is. Watch this. Watch this. When we break bread together, we learn each other's habits. You can tell a lot about a person by how they prepare their meals. All right, let's talk. You can, you can tell a lot about a person by how they keep their home. My God. You can learn, you can learn a lot of what somebody needs by, watch this, by what they offer. You see, we can, here it is, we can dress up stuff at church. But there's an amazing transparency in a place called home. And you can put all the candles and sheets up you want to. You can smell poverty. You can smell loneliness. You can discern emptiness. And we are called to that, not, watch this, not just to talk about people, but to come and bring. My God, if I know that your home is empty, I need to, I need to bring some love there. I need to bring some camaraderie there. If, if I see all these things covering the windows, I need to come bring light to your house. They broke, they broke bread. But not only that, they, they were devoted to prayer. We got to pray, church. And not, 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 this, not this laundry list stuff that we do to God. God, I need this, 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 and then put that stamp in Jesus' name. Amen. No, we have dialogue. Father, what is your will? I want to discern your will. What is your will? Thank you for the revelation of your will. Praying together. Watch this. I, th- th- there, are times, there are times when I'm praying with, with some of my fellow pastors, when we go to our cedars. There are times, watch this, as I'm praying, I'm praying and asking God to speak to me. As, as one of my other brothers are praying in the spirit, they're giving answer in their prayer. Oh, listen, listen. As I'm saying, Lord, give me direction. Lord, give me insight. Lord, give me architecture. Father God, I thank you that you are leading us to build this way. And I thank you that you are calling us into this area. And I thank you that you're calling us into this region. And I'm like, thank you. And that's why we should pray together. But not only was there devotion, there was also possession. There was possession. Now notice this. Notice, notice this concept as it relates to possession. They, they transferred their mindset. They, they, they had stuff, but they transferred their mindset from ownership to stewardship. See, when, when you come to church like an owner, you will let people ride in your car. You let your emotions dictate what you do with your money. You, you, you share and give according to who you prefer. But when we look at what God has given us as his, we seek God for clarity and direction as it relates to what he wants us to do with it. When was the last time you, you, you held your, your, your paycheck or, or you looked at your direct deposit and you said, Father God, I thank you that you blessed me with a job and I thank you that you blessed me with this income. Now with these thousands of dollars, amen, I'm prophesying to somebody, somebody need to take that. I'm like, no, brother, with these hundreds of dollars. 
however it go, you know, first and the 15th, whatever, you know, however it go, amen. With this direct apostle, whatever it is, glory to God. Lord, give me wisdom and direction on how to use it to be a benefit to your kingdom. When we begin to have that mindset, things begin to open up like never before. We begin to see God do things that we never imagined he can do among the church. Because now I don't use my resources or my wealth as a means to lord over people. Because you, 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 know you know how we do in church sometimes, you know. You know, the people who got the most, you know, you know. You know. And watch this, you know how it goes. When you get that, that new whip, you know, <laughs> you get there early, you're going to get the good parking space, you know. <laughs> yeah, before you get out the car, like, God bless you, Reverend, God bless you. God. You, know, <laughs> you know you just locked it. You just walking out, just one. Hey, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, God is good. God is good. All right. Your engine louder than the radio. You be parking on the other lot. All the way around here. Like, did you walk to church? No, no, no. I parked just, you know, ain't nowhere to park. Ain't nowhere to park up here. It don't matter. It don't matter. There is a commonness of possession. Everything we have, it's because God gave it to us. And now that I think like that, I'm not going to use my wealth to lord over you, but I'm going to use my wealth to leverage your betterment. I'm going to use my wealth Whatever God tells me to do, here it is. Uh, from season to season, we, we will lift up initiatives. Right now, we're getting ready to go into our backpack giveaway, and we, we raise some, I mean, somewhere around at least $10,000, and we use that, those finances to be a blessing to our community. We, we give away we, at least 1,000 backpacks every year, and we just give them away as the Lord see, sees fit to do so. Watch this. What if not only did the church have that mind, but the people of the church had that mind? What if when you woke up, you said, Lord, I, I know this is what I plan on doing today, but what's your will? Who you want me to bless? Who you want me to give to? And, and can I help you? It might not always be the person who you think needs it. Because a lot of times, and I'm not talking about financial things, whatever we have, sometimes we tend to judge people according to how they look. And I know a lot of broke people that, that, have, that have mastered looking unbroke. Come on, we know, we, know, we know how to shine them shoes up, boy, don't we? We know how to. Girl, you be in there just like, girl, listen, we're going we gonna to get two more weeks out of this one. We going But when we pray and say, Lord, who should I bless? I, I, I've experienced this in my life. There were times where I, where I tried to act as if everything was good and I didn't need anything. But in my heart, I knew that I had a great need. But because I wasn't walking with my hand out like this, uh, 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 some, sometimes people didn't do anything. But there were people that were led by the Spirit. Oh, you know what? The Lord, the Lord led me to put this in your hand. We, we must become the church that says, Lord, lead me as it relates to my possessions. And watch this. When we begin to have a stewardship mindset, when we begin to think about that, we don't worry. Watch this. We don't have much worry about what they're going to do with it. 
You ever have people bless you but try to babysit the blessing? They gave you. You know, they gave you $10. How that $10 doing? And you know, I gave you that $10, you know, because I was going to go to McDonald's with that $10, but you, you use it for the kingdom. Hallelujah. You doing all right, though? You're being a good steward because, you know, you gave me $10. Thank you. Mike Lyons blessed me. He blessed me every year when we get ready to do the backpack giveaway. You know, we'll have some people, and, and I, I, love, I love our church. We have some team members that are like, hey, wait a minute. Uh-uh, they done been in the line already. I mean, we got some military members in there. Ah, ah, ah. You understand me? You had a backpack already? Like, wait, wait, wait. Just like... And Mike Lyons, he just blessed us. He said, hey, y'all, listen. If they're in the line, it's for a reason. So we're not going ju- to, you know, you know, split hairs about why they're in the line. We're just going to bless them. Watch this. Here it is. Your responsibility ends when you give. Catch this. And when, watch this, and not to say that they won't be responsible, but it, but it is to say now you charge the Holy Ghost with keeping them. Hallelujah. But when we try to babysit what we bless people with, then we say, Holy Ghost, I don't think you can keep them with this stuff. And since it's mine to begin with, I'm going to watch them to make sure they do right with what I gave them. Okay, you the Holy Ghost now. Thank you. Bless them and let God be God. If they do right with it, amen. If they do wrong with it, amen. God is going to be God regardless. And so now we have to have the mindset, I am a steward. I am going to give according to the will of God, not according to anything else that that is in me. I'm going to share and give according to God's divine will. Here's what we ought to pray. Lord... Who should I bless? Lord, what should I give? Lord, how should I share? Lord, what are you calling me to do? And now here, here it is. Because I, I know some people, you know, we, we, you know the tithe is different. And, and, and you know, we, we can have debates on, on the tithe and things of that nature. Here's, here's, here's why the church operates on the tithe. Catch this. Uh, the church operates on the tithe just like the state operates off the tax. You know, because I, I, I see people, they'll be the, oh, no, the tithing is unbiblical. That's Old Testament. That's this and that. And we shouldn't tithe to the church anymore. Okay, stop paying your taxes too. Then folk going to look for you. And they may, not, they may not even look for you. They're just going to look for your source of income. And they're going to touch it. With a finger. Not love, though. Why, do we, why, why, is there, why is there the institution of tax? So that the common good will be seen after. Beyond the individual desire. Watch this. Because everybody hates potholes. But if I came to you and said, hey, man, I need, you, I need about $20 on that pothole. I'll just go down the street. I'm not going down the street. I ain't getting you no $20 for no pothole. I'm going to go down the street. And as God wants to do something corporately among the church, he wants to afford, watch this, because there will be some, there will be some things that some people won't pray for discernment to do. 
But in the interim, here it is. I believe, watch this, the church has an expiration date. I can't hang. The church has an expiration The church will not be forever. But until the people of God grow to the place of maturity, until we grow to the place where Jesus is pleased with us and he's ready to, to come back and get us, we need to follow the instruction. The Bible says that they, they sold their possession. They put them at the apostles' feet to say, apostles, you follow God. And so whatever you see fit to do with this money, because God blessed us with it, we want you to follow God. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, let's talk about it real in the church of Jesus Christ, and I'm going to be done with my sermon. If you don't trust the leadership with the money, why you here? No shame. None. None. Don't miss your blessing. Don't stop being biblically sound with your finances because you don't like somebody. Please believe, I'm not going to miss my blessing for nobody. Obey God because it's right to do. And, and also because you know that God is going to use what I give to be a blessing to many. Think about it. I and myself, I can bless this many people. But what if, if, if we corporately all gave together? How many more people could we bless? How many more communities could we reach? How, how could we mobilize the work of Jesus Christ? What would it be if we could turn one church into four? What would it be if we could take one offering and turn it into blessing for over a thousand people? When you, con- when you, when you understand your, what you have, what you possess, when you understand that as that which God has called you to steward over, you will be more liberal with it. And, and so I don't sound like a prosperity gospel preacher. You can read for yourself all the scriptures of what is laid up for those who have a generous heart, of what is laid up for those who, who do according to the will of God. And, and, and if you be honest, you can lean on your row and find some people that know how to give according to the standard of God and look at their life. Last thing, celebration. Celebration. We have to learn how to be happy for one another. I know, I know, I know it's like, man, you can get no better point than that, huh? You didn't study 30 hours. That's all you gotta. Consider how critical we are of one another. If somebody if somebody amongst this church posts something like, I'm going to kill myself tonight. I'm through with life. I'm tired of this. I don't want no more. I'm done. I'm through. You would have a bunch of people commenting. Some crazy folk go like it. And some go, where you at? Hit me up. Inbox me. But because we don't talk to the people in the room, we don't know where they really live, and we don't actually have their number, so we only follow them on Facebook. But that's, again, that's point number one. Um, But let the same person 
This has been an amazing day. God's been good. He's blessed me, opened up my womb. He blessed me. He did this. He did that. Three likes. No comments, no shares. I'm so happy for you. Come on, y'all know this, y'all. Come on, we... Celebrate with me. The Bible says rejoice with those who do rejoice. Now, can we unearth some stuff? Sometimes our celebrator is broken because our celebrator has been crushed by our hater. All right, we okay. I'm, 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 I got to get out the way. Um, you see, the re, the reality is is that we are we are good to bless you, or we are good to celebrate your blessing only to the threshold of our blessing. Okay, that, that's going to that's gonna settle in on Tuesday. I will, I will celebrate with you to the degree that I have. But if you get more than me, get $2 more than me, I'm going to go from celebrating you to scrutinizing you to try to figure out why you got more. Oh, man. Then I got why, why you got an engagement ring and I'm still messing with boo-boo. And she, she, and them, them, whoever them is, because it's two of them, it's them, them, Ray, Ray, she, she, nay, nay. When we learn how to genuinely celebrate and how to genuinely be happy for one another, can I help you quickly? When, 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 you, when you break your hater and fix your celebrator, God will give you more reason to... I got to get out of the way. God will give you more reason to celebrate. Can I help you? Sometimes God will bless the people around you just to see what context you have for the blessing he got on the way. Sometimes God will bless folk around you as a test blessing. My God. To see that if I send blessings they way, how are they going to respond? Most times, if we hate on people because of how God is blessing them, it's an indication that we're not ready to be blessed. Because if God blesses us, we're going to be stingy with the blessing that God gave us. But I believe I got about 18 people in here that says, Lord, bless whoever you want to bless. Because I know that if you bless my neighbor, you in my neighborhood. And so I will bless the Lord at all times. And it's praise. Hallelujah. I'm, okay, y'all, I'm... I feel a celebration in my spirit because, because when we learn how to celebrate God together, God will bless us together. Sometimes God will bless people isolated because they only have enough praise for themselves. Can I help you? Sometimes God will bless people in isolation because he knows the people around them can't deal with their blessing. That's why God couldn't bless Joseph until he got him away from his family. Oh, y'all ain't read the Bible. 
he couldn't bless them with his family uh, because they didn't know how to celebrate with him. Uh, this is why the prodigal son's brother, uh, when his brother got back uh, and they threw the party, uh, he got an attitude and went outside uh, because his celebrator was broken, uh, but his hater kept working. Uh, is there anybody in here uh, that says, today I'm going to break my hater? Because if we be honest, all of us got a little hater on the inside. But because I love God and I love you, I'm about to break my hater. I'm about to break my hater. And so if God blesses you, I'm going to rejoice with those who do rejoice. If God elevates you, I'm going to celebrate your elevation. If God heal you, I'ma celebrate your healing. If God deliver you, I'ma celebrate your deliverance. If God fix you, I'ma celebrate your fixing. Is there anybody here that can tell their neighbor, I won't hate on you from this day forward? I hope God bless you. And I hope he bless you real good. And when he does, let me be the first one to rejoice with you. Call me when God make a way. Text me when God open doors. Come find me when God make a way. And I'll celebrate with you. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us. They ain't get it. I said, let us. They ain't got it. I said, let us. They ain't got it. I said, let us rejoice. Let us magnify. Let us bless his name. If you dancing, huh? I'm a dance too. If you clapping, I'm a clap too. If you doing a lap, I'm a do a lap with you. Because if God is blessing you, He got to bless me too. If God is healing you, He got to heal me too. The Bible says that there were signs and wonders following them is there anybody here that said lord do it here i'm not gonna hate on their marriage i'm not gonna hate on their job i'm not gonna hate on their baby i'm gonna celebrate even though my pockets are empty i'm gonna celebrate even though my womb is empty i'm gonna celebrate even though I'm still written, I'ma celebrate their house. Even though I'm still waiting, I'ma celebrate because the closer, the more I celebrate, the closer I get to my blessing. The more I rejoice, the closer I get to my miracle. The more I lift him up, the more I celebrate. I'm closer to my day. Is there anybody in here that says, I know that my day is coming. 
so I'll celebrate now so I can see it later. I wonder is there a celebrator in there? I'm through, babe. I'm through. But just tell somebody I'm celebrating with you. I'm happy for you. You about to have a baby. Way to go. Way to lay it, brother. Way to do it. I'm excited for you. I'm glad for what God is doing for you. Heard you got a raise. Congratulations. I'm excited for you. I heard you got a new knee. Congratulations. I heard God gave you a new job. Congratulations. You ought to celebrate somebody. High five. Somebody. I heard God is taking you to another level. Congratulations. I heard God is healing your body. Congratulations. I heard God is making a way out of no way. Congratulations. I heard somebody ought to celebrate. Celebrate. And just in case you don't have any good news. I'm celebrating that Jesus died. But on the third day, he got up. If you can't celebrate for nothing else, celebrate that he died. But early. Hold on. Somebody join me and rebuke the hater spirit real quick. I rebuke every hater spirit in this room. Uh, you're not going to hate on my blessing. Huh? You're not going to hate on my deliverance. Huh? You're not going to hate on my... If you don't want to celebrate with me, huh? I give you permission to find you a partner. Huh? If you got too many haters on your row, huh? you better find another row. Huh? I need folk that's going to celebrate with me. I need folk that's going to be happy for me. I need folk that's going to say, God, do it again. Heal them some more. Bless them some more. Change them some more. Fix it some more. I'm moving. I'm done. But I dare you to get out of your seat and find three people and say, I take a moment to celebrate you. Adrian, I celebrate you. Trinity, I celebrate you, honey. I celebrate you. Katrina, I see you, baby. I celebrate you. I celebrate you. Tamara, I celebrate you, honey. I celebrate you. Brother Dwayne, I celebrate you. If I don't know your name, I celebrate you. Tell me your name before you leave. Hey, family, I celebrate you. I celebrate you. I celebrate you. Justin, I celebrate you. Brother LaShawn, I celebrate you. Ken, I celebrate you. I heard God healed your body. Congratulations. I heard God's making a way. I celebrate you. 
Donita, I celebrate you. I celebrate you. Didi, I celebrate you. Minister Anita, I celebrate you. Tyreek, I celebrate you. Toya, I celebrate you. I celebrate you. Hey! I wish I had a... Justin, I celebrate you, man. I celebrate you. You ought to grab somebody and tell them it's a celebrate. The devil thought he had me, but I got away. The enemy thought he was going to take you out. Kena, after all you've been through, you still standing. I celebrate you, man. Me, John, I celebrate you. Mama Angie, I celebrate you. Demarcus, I celebrate you, man. After everything you've been through, you still got it. Mike, I celebrate you. You, Sedonia, I celebrate you, honey. You've been clean and sober for years. I celebrate you. Brittany, you didn't let your anger overtake you. I celebrate you, honey. Odyssey, I celebrate you. You're going to beat cancer. I celebrate you. See, that's, that's when you know it. The celebration get real good when you can... And watch this. I don't just celebrate what has happened. I'm celebrating what's on the way. Because I see you in the future. And you look... Because this is a prophetic house. I celebrate the fact that it's already done. I celebrate the fact that it is so. I celebrate the fact that chains are being broken. I celebrate the fact that God is healing your body. I celebrate the fact that God is opening your womb. I celebrate the fact that you're getting the desires of your heart. We're through. I celebrate you. I celebrate you. Somebody said, well, nothing special happened to me. You made it another day. Eric Kelly, I celebrate you, man. I celebrate you. I celebrate you, sir. I celebrate you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I celebrate you. I celebrate you. I see you doing what you got to do with your children. I celebrate you. I see you making it the best way you can. God's going to be with you. I celebrate you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We rebuke every hater in this place. There's no more hater spirit. There's no more division spirit. There's no more competition spirit. There's no more at each other throat spirit. No, all we got is celebration here. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy God is making a way out of nowhere. I'm happy God is opening divine doors. Hallelujah. It closes by saying, because they had devotion, 
because they shared their possession and because they were committed to celebration. Watch this. The Bible says the Lord added to the church every day. What's the church growth strategy? How we get more people in the building? How we get more people coming? Devotion. <laughs> Possession. Celebration. We didn't have to spend $3,000 at a conference <laughs> to get the secret. We didn't have to bring a gr church growth strategist in and pay them $10,000 to assess our church and give us their recommendations. We're going to have devotion. We're going to share our possessions. And we're going to practice celebration. Mm -hmm. Things are changing. Even, even, as you, even as you sit in these seats, things are changing. I'll be the first to admit, there have been many things that we've gotten wrong about church. But as it stands today, God is, God is gathering a group of men and women. God is grabbing... He's gathering husbands and wives in this house who say, you know what? We're just going to do it God's way. We're going to lead according to God's structure. We're going to lead through service. We're going to serve through leadership. <laughs> We're going to pray. Uh, what I feel today is somebody... That's like me, who says, you know what, I, I, I just want to resolve to recommit myself to the work of the church, to the supernatural work, not, not just a particular ministry, not, not just in particular, but in my heart. Because even as it relates to giving and serving and all that kind of stuff, the Apostle Paul says, you only do it as your heart dictates. And the only way your heart will tell you to do it is if you've already given your heart to God to instruct it. See, too many times, you know, we, we, we try to operate off our heart, but we haven't submitted our heart to God. And so, it's like, I don't feel it. Well, because God doesn't have authority over your heart. Listen, we're going to pray together. There's a difference between saying I love God and saying God has authority over my heart. Because if God has authority over your heart, he'll tell you what to do and where to go. If God has authority over your heart, he'll tell you what to do with your finances. He'll tell you how to manage and budget your time. He'll push you beyond your emotions. I've had people that had that Jeremiah spirit. I ain't going to church. I ain't going. I ain't going. But that fire got up in him. But Jeremiah said, he said, I wouldn't go preach no more. I'm through with Israel. I'm done with them. Jeremiah said, I was going to shut my mouth. I wouldn't go speak another word. I wouldn't go prophesy anything else to Israel. But he said it was like fire. Oh, I got a church right there. Yeah. And I had to do it. I pray that God reignites everybody's excitement for church. And here's what happens. Watch this. When you have people that celebrate you consistently, you're excited about that. 
Come on, everybody want to go to the turn up with focus turned up. You got people in your phone right now. If you want to have a good time, you call them. Because, you know, they turn. But here's the amazing thing. What if, what if a spirit of celebration was upon us corporately? That no matter what week you had, no matter how the devil tried to fight you, no matter what tried to happen to you, you knew that there was going to be 200 people waiting to celebrate me. There was going to be people waiting to hug me, waiting to shout, waiting to just celebrate that I made it another week. I'd be running. That's why David said, I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. And that's why folk kept coming. That's why folk kept being added to the church. And so pray with me that that God would, would, would just recommit us, our hearts, that we would recommit our hearts to God and his church. Imperfect as it may be. Here it is. I've had people, I've had people come to me and say, well, Bishop, we need to do this, we need to do this, and this needs to happen, and that needs to happen. Let me corporately tell you all right now, I deputize you by the grace of the Holy Ghost to be the catalyst for change. You ain't got to wait, you ain't got to wait for no meeting. You ain't, you ain't got to wait for no... The, there have been very few initiatives that people have presented to me that I said no to. Virtually none. If you pray and seek the Lord and let him talk to you, and the Lord pricks your heart to say, this is what God has called me to do here, all you're looking for from me is an amen. Let it be. So it is. And it is so. Join me in prayer. We're going to pray that God will recommit our hearts, minds, spirits, to his church, ultimately to him, that we will have devotion, we will share in positions, and most certainly we will share in celebration. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray now that you would open hearts, minds, and spirits, that you would cause us to be the church you want us to be. God, we're believing you, that you are going to open doors whereby we will understand what it means to have devotion we will understand what it means to share our possessions to look at our possessions not from the position of ownership but the position of stewardship and that we would have celebration father god we rebuke every 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 hater in us and we release the spirit of celebration we will genuinely be happy for one another we will rejoice even in the small victories, because they are victories nonetheless. We will ultimately rejoice in the fact that we have victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And so, Father, we pray right now that as we, as we embrace victory through Yeshua HaMashiach, Father, we pray that you would add daily according to your word as we obey it. And it is so, in Jesus' name, amen.